It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire. Hit you guys back up on a Wednesday. Hope you guys are having a good week so far couple things to get to today we're going to quick run through and this is going to be kind of another short one like it was yesterday we're going to run through some of the stuff from the owners meetings yesterday uh, with the help of Roto World a couple of just kind of the news and notes from Ron Rivera's breakfast press conference uh, I wonder what they had for breakfast though too hopefully it was some good stuff I'm sure down in Orlando with some very quality food <laughs> but um going to talk about a couple of the news and notes and then we're going to just do similar to what we did yesterday and that's just a quick roster reset uh looking at spot rack and looking at each position and the salary cap hits for each player so again real quick run through so we'll start with some of the notes from the press conference yesterday or the breakfast conference whatever you want to call it everyone's sitting around at the table so I'll start with Ron Rivera saying the Cameron artist Payne will get the opportunity to replace Jonathan Stewart. Um, we've no, we've kind of sensed for a bit it was kind of a uh, seesaw as to whether or not they would add a running back or look at a back in the draft or maybe give artist Payne the opportunity. Uh, artist Payne has shown flashes in what certainly has been limited reps. Um, he did, ha- of course, have the breakout game against the Dolphins on that Monday night encounter back in Week 10. He only had seven carries, but he had 68 yards and scored a touchdown. And then he also got five carries in this regular season finale against Atlanta. So there's there's a little bit of potential there. Again, I think, like I said, I think he's shown some flashes. So I think if given the opportunity. Uh, artist Payne could surprise and take on a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a maybe not a leadership role, but uh, we'll just say a heavier load. You know, obviously Christian McCaffrey is going to continue to kind of be the lead dog there, and Fozzie Whitaker is going to be that change of pace back. But as of now, Artist Payne should get an opportunity. Now again, a lot will. A lot will determine, or a lot will be based on what they do in the draft. You know, I've I've even done a couple mock drafts myself, where I've taken guys like Nick Chubb in the third round, or a couple other running backs 
sprinkled throughout the draft. So it'll, it'll be really interesting to see what exactly they do at the running back position. And if they take one early enough, that will certainly be telling as to what they think of their group going forward. If they take one late or obviously not take one at all, that's obviously a big, uh, a big check mark, let's say, for Cameron Artis Payne, for lack of a better term. Talked about Greg Olson a little bit, and Ron Rivera said that he does not need a second surgery, which is obviously very good news for Greg Olson, as of course he was dealing with that foot issue last year. But looks like he should be ready to go come the playoffs. Or, yeah, the playoffs. I'm, I'm reading the blurb and playoffs got in my mind. But I was, I was ready to say what he did in the playoffs when he had eight catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown in the playoff game against the Saints. But um, as far as next season goes, he definitely is looking healthy. So that's obviously real great news. We've said in the past, though, that this could be the last season in Carolina for Greg Olson. He is, of course, a free agent after the season, and obviously he's getting up there in age. He's been around quite a while, not just in Carolina, but obviously overall. Uh, he did just turn 33 about two and a half weeks ago. He's been in the league since 2007. So, again, tight end could very well be a position they look at in this draft. He talked about Curtis Samuel a little bit and said there is no timetable for Curtis Samuel. Quote, I know they've gotten him running around a little bit. Not a lot of cutting and breaking right now. I think they're just slowly working him back in that process, unquote. As we know, of course, Curtis Samuel had um, ankle surgery, he had a broken bone and ligament damage in his ankle, and things took a little bit of, you know, it turned out to be a bit more worse than it actually was. So, and now the question is, how ready will he be for training camp? Because it doesn't look like he's going to be available for the off-season program. So, Samuel's already kind of behind the eight ball, as it were, missing a lot of last season, and then going to miss a lot of the off-season this year. So it'll be... And that's another reason why the Panthers could be looking wide receiver again in this draft. Could Going to need some kind of playmaker opposite uh, Devin Funches or a younger playmaker... You know, depending on the development and the, obviously, the health situation of Curtis Samuel. So that'll certainly be worth noting. Talked about Luke Keekley and said he will sit out the offseason program. Keekley, of course, recovering from his labrum surgery. But he should be good to go for training camp. Julius Peppers also will sit out the offseason program with a torn labrum. But, again, I'll, them being ready for training camp is obviously big. And these certainly are guys that don't necessarily need to... You know, Obviously, any practice rep is good, but 
guys like Keekley and Peppers, you know, they're well acquainted with everything, especially Julius Peppers being the vet. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of like the almost like the Brett Favre treatment. Like you you could use training camp, but you don't necessarily need it. And then the last note they have on here is about Taylor Moton, where Ron Rivera confirmed that Taylor Moton will get a shot at left guard. Remember, as we talked about in the past, Moton had been moved between the different positions last season and the preseason uh, between left guard and right tackle. Obviously, right tackle is quite set now with Darrell Williams. But they like Moton's versatility, so they're going to give him a shot at left guard. Wonder if this means they may not be as aggressive for an interior guard early in the draft, maybe more later in the draft for extra depth. Again, they have they have they have a lot of bodies right now on the offensive line, and a couple of them can kind of mix and match on the interior. Uh, but it will be interesting to see what what the Panthers do with Moton and if he's able to get on the field. You know, as I've said many times, I'm really excited, really want to see what he can do and really want to see him get on the field because I, th I think he could be really serviceable in the right spot. Uh, I've always been a fan of his run blocking. And with the way the Panthers, now obviously with North Turner, we'll see how different it goes. But if the Panthers want to continue to run the ball, I think Moton would be a great fit up there to, to really help out. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now we'll jump back into what we did yesterday, looking at the defensive side of the ball as far as who's on the roster right now, what their salary cap is, and what their percent of the salary cap is. So we'll start at defensive end where the biggest cap hit belongs to Mario Addison at $9.66 which is about 5.3% of the 2018 cap. His cap, cap number is almost double 
what it is of Julius Peppers, where he has a $5 million cap hit. Then you keep going down the list, and it goes to Wes Horton, $1.2 million. And Wes Horton's another guy they kind of talked up a little bit as someone they want to try to develop and get in the uh, get in the rotation some more, you know, with the injuries and all that that happened to the Panthers last season on defensive end. Horton's one of those guys that kind of stepped up and performed pretty well. Uh, so he's at about points, and the rest of these guys are .66 and below. So obviously it's a minor blip on the salary cap hit. Deshaun Hall, the third-round pick from last year, just over 815000 Zach Moore, 705000 Brian Cox, another guy that stepped up late last season in place of guys like Julius Peppers and Charles Johnson. He counts 555000 as does Drew Iddings and Faye Obada, $480,000. And keep in mind, too, that when we're at the off, when we're here in the offseason, it is only the top 51 active contracts that count against the cap right now. So a lot of, a lot of these small numbers right now don't even ca- don't even count toward the salary cap. You could still get a sense of what they would count um, should they be counted. So in total with the defensive ends, just under $19 million, which is almost 11% of the salary cap. And you get down to defensive tackle, where K1 Short, of course, has the big money after that contract last season. He counts $17 million against the cap this season, which is 9.36% of the cap. Then you've got Dontari Poe. Dontari Poe is next at five and a third million, which is just under three percent of the cap. Vernon Butler, a little over two and a quarter million, two point two eight nine million, which is about one and a quarter percent. And then Kyle Love is one point two million, which is 066 percent. We've talked before about the possibility, too, of maybe adding another defensive tackle in this draft. Remember, Poe is only on a one-year contract. Kyle Love only has one year left on his contract, and he's 31. So, wouldn't be surprising to... And same with D-End. You know, I, I think that whole defensive line is certainly possible to add some guys later in the draft. But again, we talked about Wes Horton and Brian Cox. They could be guys that develop this offseason and really work their way into the rotation. And we'll have to see what goes on with Deshaun Hall as well. Uh, D-tackle, the two NC State players come to mind, namely Justin Jones and B.J. Hill. I think they'd be solid fits. Uh, I don't know how much of a fit he would be, but... I really like Nathan Shepard, the defensive tackle out of Fort Hayes State. Just kind of throwing that out there. Uh, big fan of him from the Senior Bowl. So D tackle is another, you know, not not a major need, but certainly one, certainly position that, you know, maybe they could add some depth or maybe add a player or two. 
uh, in the draft or in college free agency, as it were. In total, the, the four defensive tackles count 25.8 million against the cap, which is 14.73% of the cap. Linebackers, which is actually the biggest, collectively the biggest cap hit among the defensive groups. It counts 26, the total cap hits are 26.359 million, which is just over 15% of the salary cap. The big number, of course, is Luke Keekley, just over $13.1 million, which is about 7.25% of the cap. Then it's Thomas Davis, who, of course, like Ryan Khalil, will also be in his final season as he'll be retiring at the end of the season. His cap hit is just over $7.7 million, about 4.25%. Shaq Thompson, who, as we discussed yesterday, will have his fifth-year option picked up by the Panthers. He counts $2.8 million against the cap, which is about 1.5%. And as we talked about, the option number for Shaq looks like it'll be about $9 million in 2019. And then down from there, Ben Jacobs, 890000 David Mayo, 746000 change. Jared Norris, 636000 change. And Richie Brown, 480000 and change. All of those are less than half a percent of the total cap. Then you get to cornerback. And... Note up front, they don't have the full numbers on Ross Cockrell or Ladarius Gunter. We do know that it was a two-year $6.8 million contract, which is $3.4 million on average. So if we use that average, that would put him second. So Captain Munnerlin actually has the, for now, the highest cap hit among cornerbacks at $3.93 million, which is about 2.17% of the cap. And he's likely going to stick around. You know, nice to have him as one of those veteran presence guys. And he played pretty well last season. Plus, the, the Panthers would actually lose cap space if they were to cut Monolin because... He, he counts almost $4 million against the cap this year, but he would leave $6.4 million in dead money if they were to cut him this year. Uh, they could, could likely move on next year. I think they would save a little bit of cap space if they were to cut him next season. I'm just going to double-check. Well, actually, according to Over the Cap... Uh, he would leave $5.6 million in dead money and leave about, which would be a net a net loss of about $1.6 million cap space. But they could cut him before the 2019 season and save $2 million against the cap. But for now, Munderland, $3.9 million. 
Then we'll throw in Cockrell at about 3.4 million. Again, don't have the exact cap numbers, but we can go by there. And then Ladarius Gunter, don't know the numbers on him. But as far as the other numbers, James Bradbury is 1.08 million, and he's 0.59% of the cap. So, you, so a lot, all these guys are just a blip as far as the salary cap goes. Lorenzo Doss, 705,000. Kevon Seymour, 630,000, same as Desmond Southward. Zach Sanchez, 555,000. Corn Elder, fifth round pick from last year, who spent the rookie season on IR. 549,000 and change. And then Cole Luke, 483,000 and change. And then you get to safety, which is also kind of a, an even smaller hit, although obviously less, only about half the players. Five players totaling just over 4.6 million, which is about 2.64% of the cap. And again, that's only taking four of the players. As again, they don't have the full numbers on Denor Searcy. So looking at his numbers quick, he signed a two-year 5.7 million dollar contract so if we take the average of that which is about 2.85 million that would actually put him highest among the safeties as mike adams has a 2.425 million dollar cap hit so seriously and again we're using this just for simplicity's sake obviously down the line we should get the uh the full numbers but just using the average salary average annual salary for Searcy he would be atop the safety group at about 2.8 million then Mike Adams 2.4 million which is about one of the third percent then Colin Jones 1.175 million Demetrius Cox 555,000 and then Damian Parms 480,000 if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And then we'll just throw in the special teamers, since obviously there's not much of them. Graham Gano, the kicker, of course, was franchise tagged. 3.43 million, which is a little less than 2% of the salary cap. 
Well, that of course was. Well, he was for obviously he was franchise tagged, and then he got the four year contract, four year, seventeen million dollar contract. So it did low because the franchise tag I believe would have been about five million dollars. But at least this kind of lowered his cap as well for this year. So three point four million cap hit for this year. Then J.J. Jansen, the long snapper, one point oh five five million, and Michael Pilardi, the punter. 630,000. And that's it. So in total that's just over 5 million dollars with a percent of just under 3%. And again, real quick on the the defensive backs, you know, we could still talk about safety potentially as as an option to draft maybe even early. You know, it did sign to Norris Searcy, and he could be one of the starters. But you've got 37-year-old Mike Adams, 30-year-old Colin Jones. Probably going to have to replace one of those. And it may not come in the form of Demetrius Cox or Damian Parms. So very possibly, you know, we talked about Justin Reed possi- possibly in the first or second round. Uh, Deshaun Elliott is a guy in the second or third round that I really like. He's a very, very versatile, kind of do-it-all safety. He was an unanimous all-Big 12 selection. So there's a couple ways the, the Panthers can go at safety if they want to go early. And then again, corner, maybe not as big of a need now in the early rounds with the signing of Ross Cockrell. But, you know, maybe they add another body but right now I would say safety probably one of the biggest needs and then maybe another wide receiver probably another tight end at some point and then certainly backup quarterback as we discussed as well so with that I think we'll wrap things up there's your roster reset as it were who's on the roster right now and kind of how much they're making, or at least how much they're charged against the salary cap at the moment. As always, I want to thank you guys for sticking and staying here on Locked On Panthers. really do appreciate it. Um, you can always send me your feedback. I'm on Twitter, at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. I'm always on there, always ready to chat Panthers or any football or even college basketball, but if you guys are following the NCAA tournament and are ready for the Final Four, if you guys think Loyola's going to win it all, let me know. Uh, and of course, as always, remember to check out the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network. You know, Of course, a lot of the NFL teams doing, doing great stuff. And then, of course... The NBA, NBA regular season winding down. Um, go Sixers, by the way, as a uh, as a Pennsylvania boy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know the Hornets aren't doing that great, but um, nonetheless, check out the NBA stuff. And, of course, the MLB stuff as well. Uh, they're opening, of course, the MLB Network. In fact, opening day is tomorrow, 
you know, and of course a bunch of teams already have already has have some shows. You know, for example, uh, I know the Yankees have a show, the Cubs, the Angels, the Pirates, the Twins, and a few others. So if you're a baseball fan, go go check that network out. And quick promo too from one of our fellow NFL brethren here, Ryan Tracy of Locked On Chiefs. Just recorded with Hall of Fame offensive tackle Willie Rofe. Of course, one of the best offensive tackles of our time. He's hoping to get it up Thursday, so uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, go check them out. And just keep on supporting the network. We really do appreciate it. So in any event, um, again, thanks guys for listening and tuning in. Next time, I th- think I'm going to try a mock draft, and I'm talking... A round one mock draft, not just the Panthers seven round mock draft, We're saving those for Mondays. But I think I'm going to try to give my attempt at a round one mock. And we're going to try to do that possibly for tomorrow, if not tomorrow, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Also hoping again to get some guests on, you know, working on getting one in particular. I won't get into many details yet until everything's finalized, but. Uh, really hoping it comes out through because I know you guys are really going to like it. All right, so I've rambled on enough. I'm sorry. Um, but again, just want to get all that stuff out there and just want to show my appreciation as always for you guys. So until next time, this is Bill Rossetti saying thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.